You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 115, Ritual Baths with Mama Medicine, Deborah Hanekamp. Welcome to episode 115 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious spaces for their clients in their successful design businesses. Through articles, books, workshops, consultations, and so much more, Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their living spaces. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. All right. So on to our guest for this episode. I'm really delighted and grateful to welcome a, a wonderful person that's been in my life for quite some time. And she's known as Mama Medicine, but her name is Deborah Hankamp. And she is a healer and a guide. She's been a healer and a guide for me for quite a few years now. And so I'm really delighted to have her here. She is the founder of Space by Mama Medicine, and you can find her on Instagram. She offers so many teachings and so much inspiration. I really recommend you check her out. So hi, Deborah. How are you today? Hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Hi, Deborah. Welcome. So we wanted to start by just having you tell us about your practice and about Space by Mama Medicine. Well, the whole focus of my work is empowering folks to be their own healer. And doing that through offering, you know, really mindset, really like a very simple mindset focused on being connected to nature, that we are nature and focused on the power of love, which, you know, it, it, it seems simple, but there's so many branches and there's so many, so many rivers that lead to that ocean. And also through giving really approachable and applicable rituals and techniques where you feel like you can actively participate in being your own healer, such as ritual baths. I remember, okay, so this is how I met Deborah. I think I saw you on Instagram Mm -hmm. and my, I think I asked my husband, like I had like a list of things I wanted for a gift and he purchased a gift certificate for, for mama medicine. And so I went to, I think I went to a medicine reading, a group medicine reading, and then Mm -hmm. I went to a one-on-one medicine reading, but I wasn't sure what I was getting into. And one part I really loved, and what we could talk about your medicine readings and all the offerings you have for space, but one thing I really loved was that you would, after all the medicine readings, you would prescribe a ritual bath, and I love taking baths, and I think Laura does too, so that that was like, wow, this is a really easy homework for me. I love it. It's such a powerful way to be your own healer because we all know the feeling of feeling one way before we go into a bath and feeling another way once we get out. And I would equate that to, to healing and cleansing, not just your body, but also your energy. And I think it's a, the bath is like a really amazing way to understand 
energy healing. You feel one way when you go in, you feel another way when you get out. (laughs) (laughs) I think also for me, the element of water is actually really, really healing. I've always lived close to water. I grew up in Los Angeles then I lived in the Bay Area. And now I actually, well, we both live on the East River, right? You live on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I live on the East River. Hi. Actually, <laughs> hi, I'm waiting for you. I mean, I have a view of the river, but I always, I've always been drawn to being near the water. And if you asked me to kind of just picture anywhere I could go, it would be near water. Like I always want to be near water. So I find that it's water is really healing. And so I was wondering if you could tell us more about your perspective on the healing aspects of water. Well, I feel like water connects us to the most ancient parts of our own spirit. You know, we are um, made up of mostly water. We, we form as life forms within a sack of water within our mother's womb. So to me, when we're, when we're by water or submersing ourselves in water, there's a sense of belonging and a sense of homecoming and perhaps also a sense of rebirth and realigning with one's particular purpose that happens. I don't know if you know this, but feng shui actually translates to wind and water. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So feng is is wind and shui is water. And that's actually one of the ways that I explain feng shui. Some to, if people ask me is that it's wind, like our breath and water, because we are over like 70% water and so we are a part of nature, just like um, we are wind and water, which is what you find in nature. And then that's also how we connect with our environments. I love that. It's so true. Like also breath and water, these are two things you absolutely need to sustain life. Right. You need those two elements to thrive. We can go without food for quite some time, right? Mm-hmm. So in preparation for this, uh, this podcast, I gave Laura the aura quiz from your book. (laughs) It was really, it was cool. Yeah. I don't live in New York. I don't live near you. So unfortunately I can't partake in things that Angie has. And she's spoken uh, so highly of it because I'm in, I'm up in Canada, but yeah. So we went through the quiz is the right Mm -hmm. term for it. And uh, for the aura quiz. And I think at the end of the day, I ended up I was quite, I like to say that I was quite evenly distributed, but I think we ended up like it was more weighted toward the creativity. So orange Mm. was what really resonated with me at the time. And so my plan is, so we went through it. I know what I need. I know, like I read through it really, and all of the item, all of the things that I need to gather within, you know, you know, that I can get my hands on and that I, that that I want to gather, like even some of the things I'm so excited about. So my plan is to do that and I'm going to do it for the new moon. So I'll do it for, cause I was reading, you know, reading about that yin energy. And I think it's a nice balance because for me that it's, it seems very big, like the, the, I I could be wrong here, but when I was reading the, what I'm to put in the bath and the, the whole background behind, you know, why, you know, this creates, it's very big. It's very, 
a, a lot of um, productive energy, like kind of, you know, big energy. So I thought, okay, I'll do it in the, I'll do it in the, you know, moon energy in the new moon and, um, and then set my intentions around that. And I'm pretty excited. So I'm going to get all that stuff together. Yeah. Nice. Which, which bath in particular are you? Are you I doing? think it's the creativity. I picked the creativity bath, right? Mm-hmm. Angie, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really, yeah. that really resonated with me. Yeah. And like for all the things that we're working on right now, I was trying to, you know, cause it's, I imagine that with anything, it's very cyclical. Like, I mean, sometimes you're this, I'm sure. And sometimes you're that. And so for me, this just really lined up with what we are going to be working on and are working on, which is we create a lot. Like we're always creating, making, doing, and, and putting ourselves out there. And so this felt, and I'm, I'm a, I'm an artist and I'm creative and it just really clicked for me. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. The aura color is always changing based on what we're experiencing. I've noticed that a lot of people have like a base color, a color that I'll probably see around them each time I see them for medicine reading, but exactly like orange is going to be what will nourish you the most right now. And, and hopefully inspire you the most right now, as you have all these creative projects on the, the brim. So that's a perfect, perfect color to go with. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to, I mean, literally the whole ritual of it, right? Like getting, you know, not just going and seeing what I have in my cover. Like, for, I mean, you can do that, I suppose, but for me, I, I want, you know, make, being really intentional about it and saying, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and, and that's part, like even from the beginning of starting to source and started to gather these materials as part of the whole process, which is again, creating, right? Like I like, I just like creating things. So I'm looking forward to putting the whole process from beginning to end. So I will check back with everyone and I will let you know how it goes. Actually. So Laura did say something that I wanted to t- touch upon. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. One thing is that Laura said she's not in New York city, but you know, what's really interesting is when Laura and I first started our business, we actually went to space by mama medicine, but it was for our Lotus way event. And so yeah. one of, yeah. So the pictures that some of the pictures we use were taken in space. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a, actually, it's a beautiful space. Well, the picture yeah. from the picture. It. Yeah, I do too. The, the picture we use actually on our podcast graphic is taken in space. Oh, wow. I'm glad that it's feng shui enough to show up, <laughs> <laughs> to show up with you too. Yes. <laughs> But I will say one thing is I used to go see Deborah in her physical space in Manhattan, but you've really, of course, had to pivot. Well, actually, it happened before the pandemic happened. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was like, I think I was one of the last people you saw at your physical space. Yeah, I think so. And you would just co-pulled the place and you were like, I'm leaving. And, And then... But then you were able to pivot into this virtual platform and you called it Space by Mama Medicine. So actually, you don't have to be in New York City. But I find that it was a really powerful learning experience for me, for you to shift to a virtual space. Because, you know, of course, the first thing I thought was, well, is it going to be the same? I'm not going to see her in person. And I'd love to hear about your experience around it and working with people virtually. And so it's really interesting how it all came together. I think I should give just like a little, like a little background on it. I had been doing 
one-on-one medicine readings virtually for about five years, but they were only maybe like 30% of my whole business. But I loved doing them because I got to see people from all over the world. And I am a really big fan of cultural appreciation and focusing on the things that connect us. And so working virtually, it gave me the ability to be able to see, you know, people just just from really everywhere, in Korea even, you know? And um, I also felt a little bit more physically nourished from working virtually because I, I felt I felt like I just had more room to breathe. I don't know how else to explain it. Like I can see more people virtually also. And then I never get acupuncture because acupuncture is like a little bit too intense for me. I have utmost respect for it, but I when I get acupuncture, I like totally trip out on the table. So it's something that I take very, very lightly, right? And very small doses. But I got this intuitive hit in maybe, I think it was June. Yeah, it was June 2019. I had been in space at this point for three years, June 2019. And I got this intuitive hit to go get acupuncture. And there was a man in the who was in the same office building as me who was supposed to be great. So I decided to go see him, but he wasn't in my building. When I went to go see him, he was like, yeah, after 14 years of being there, I got kicked out of the building with one month's notice because the landlords were looking to move in a multi-use working space business concept. So I was like, that's interesting. You know, he's on floor two. I'm on floor five. How long before they get to me? I call the landlord. I go human being to human being. Tell me how long I have. He was like, oh, maybe like a year, maybe, you know, I don't know. Giving me like the whole runaround. I was like, okay, not wasting my time with this conversation. (laughs) So I really sat with, well, what am I going to do? Because moving into another office space And again, dealing with honestly, like New York City landlords in the commercial real estate, I'm like, just moving into another space feels like a no to me. And I explored it and I thought about it. I just kept on getting such a no. And November 2019 rolls around and I get my one month notice that I have to leave, which everybody in the whole building was so upset. I really, it like really hurt a lot of people. But I got the notice that I had to leave and I was just like, you know what, that's it. I'm just going to work virtually. And it was a massive risk of taking my business from 100% to 30%. But I, I felt like I had to do it and then only see people in person when it felt like the right time, right place, maybe I'm traveling, that kind of thing. And then the pandemic hit. So it was a, it was a really interesting lesson. And very affirming and like following my intuition, even with business, even when it seems like a bad business idea, still follow it when I'm getting that hit to move in a certain direction. Yeah. Oh my, I didn't know that whole story behind it. Yeah. 
Well, besides all that, though, I totally get, I think, just as much, if not more, from actually seeing you online, because you were telling me this too, but that you can see me in my space. I actually probably embody a different energy in my space than I would if I was coming into your space. Mm -hmm. And also actually personally for me, so Laura and I have been pivoting into more online just even also before the pandemic. So when it happened, we were set up for it. Yeah. But the one thing I noticed during the pandemic was I suddenly started to feel a lot better energetically because I didn't, I wasn't around as many people. And now that we're at like, at, from, at least for me, exclusively doing feng shui consultations or work, you know, working with students virtually, I do feel physically and energetically better. And I, rem- and I always remember when I first started to see you, you told, you reminded me and you taught me and that if I feel depleted, then my clients will feel depleted. And so it's really a disservice to the people I work with if I'm not feeling my best. But when I have this, uh, when I just work with them virtually, it's it's just energy in a sense. And it's much more effective, I think. And it's really allowed me to cultivate my intuition much, much more. Mm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I also feel like, well, for me, from my experience with medicine readings, it's like when you come to see me in person, a lot of times when people come, they come on their best behavior, you know, they're like, they're on their best behavior. But when I see them in the, the home, I can't not feel the living environment that they're in. Or, or maybe it's like um, a mom who the only quiet space she could find for herself was in her car. Like, let's work on that, you know? Like there's, there's a whole nother layer that comes in when you, when you feel the person's space that they're meeting you in. I do want to share a little bit about my experience for the listeners about with space. Mm-hmm. So, so Deborah has this online platform called space by mama medicine. And I signed up immediately. I bought the year, <laughs> the whole annual thing. And because First of all, it was a great deal because I would go to your medicine readings in person and this included like the full moon and all the full moon ceremonies and the new moon ceremonies. And then there's um, a weekly call with you where people can ask you anything. But my actually my favorite part, surprisingly, I have two favorite parts. I love the journaling, which you're not there for. But Claire um, moderates that, and I love the journaling because you give us a journal prompt, and we're it's just always a small group, but we just journal, and it gives me some kind, it forces me to sit down and do some do a little journaling for myself, and then we we share, we don't share. That's not even the point, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the sharing circle, which I don't always share at either, but I it feels really good to hold space for people, and I think a lot of people get something out of it. And I don't know, I just show up even though I don't have anything to share. So I I really love those, all the offerings you have, and you're going to do a lot more offerings, right? In the future. Yeah. I mean, I really feel so good about Space by Mama Medicine. I really feel so inspired by it. Also the people, just the, the people in it, like having been in spiritual circles for over two decades now, I'm really impressed by how empowered the people in Space by Mama Medicine are 
to be their own healer. You know, it's amazing to see the sort of the confidence in one's own healing process that is collective, no matter what is surfacing for somebody within space. And that right there just inspires me so much because when we meet for the sharing circles, when we meet for the Ask Mamas, I'm like, okay, they need this course. They need this. And so I'm building out a lot more ongoing courses. Like right now we're mostly focused on live events, but I want to have more ongoing courses within Space by Mama Medicine for you to be able to do the work more on your own. And I'm also trying to build it into um, online experience that is similar to when you would walk into the physical Space by Mama Medicine, which is hard to recreate digitally, but I'm trying. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I, there's there's so much. I don't even take advantage of everything. But for me, going to the live events is really great. And then, so I wanted to also talk a little bit about being your own healer as well. I know that I appreciate when I ask you a question, you you always throw, you like throw it back at me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> She's not going to answer my question. <laughs> but But there's so much wisdom in that, right? So I've been doing this work for a really, really long time. And when I was very young in my practice, I was not on that, uh, on that be your own healer mindset. I was much more in, um, I'm facilitating healing. And what I noticed from that was um, people becoming overly dependent on me. And I think, you know, this is going back into, I I started doing this work in my early twenties. So I think I also was healing a lot of my own like codependency and stuff like that from my upbringing, which is part of what brought that on. But I started noticing like people keep on coming back with the same stuff over and over again. And they come to see me to get like a healing, to get the healing ceremony and clear it out. And then they come, they want to come back like a week later. I don't want to be somebody's on-call healer. You know what I mean? That doesn't feel right. That doesn't sit well for me. It made me feel like, um, eh, it just made me feel like not not good with with myself and with my work. I wanted to do better. And being your own healer, it, it, it really came from like really keen observation of the people that I was seeing. Where's that subtle moment where the person is about to give their power away to me and for me to give it back to them. It was a real like skill and, and art form that I developed. Like, where's that, where's the shift from the person being in their power to them giving their power away to me? And how do I give it back to them? Because that, that just, that just feels, that feels like healing to me, even though maybe it takes longer to figure out like, where in the world you're going to move or if you are supposed to break up with somebody or not, you know what I mean? Maybe it takes longer to come around to those answers, but the fact of the matter is that you have the confidence to then stick by the decisions that you've made. I really like that perspective when I was reading, um, or reading through your book, I really liked the section you had called your experience. And I mean, I know for Angie and I, that's really important when you're, when you're in this field, this wellness field, 
Mm-hmm. You have to tread very lightly, I think, and you have to really make sure that you um, allow people to have their own free will, their own discernment, um, using their own power. Like you said, don't give up your power to somebody, you know, because it's it's very easy. Because and also the people that come to you for these practices are are very much in that they they can be quite vulnerable in that space. Yeah. And so, so, you know, making that shift, I think some people would might find it frustrating that you're not giving them all the answers, but I just think the way you expressed it was right. And, and, you know, letting each person explore things for themselves. And when we practice for feng shui, all we, we, we ask a series of questions to the, you know, it just, it's like information. It's like, okay, well, this could mean this, what is that? You know, this is this, this just asking questions, but not saying, you know, not coming down from on high and saying, you must do this, you know, mm-hmm. you, have, you should do this. Cause that's a, it's, it doesn't serve. I, I mean, I feel with you, it doesn't serve. I don't think that serves either of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it drains, it drains the practice. I mean, at that time in my, in my practice, I was so drained, you know, and I, I, I think that there. It, that way of healing of the, the healer coming from on high and like swooping, it's, it's a little bit like old paradigm. And I think mm-hmm. being in wellness, we have actually a responsibility to empower people and to ha- have them see that the healer is, is within them to kind of, I guess, create reparation around when in wellness, the guru was like on high and it's like, you have, this is what you have to do to heal. And if you don't do this, like, this is what's going to happen, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's also funny with some of our students, they really want me or want us to answer their question. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm not going to answer it. Or or I say, sometimes I say, okay, nine people have to try answering this question before I'm going to give you my feedback or I, or eventually as they get closer to becoming a graduate, I really emphasize trusting your, you know, having them trust their intuition and, and supporting what they think the answer is. Cause, and, and that's harder. It's actually really easy for me to just uh, deplete myself, like you said, and just give you the answer because mm-hmm. it's just, it'll, it kind of like shuts them up. Right. Mm-hmm. But with my students, I really try to, I actually create more work for myself by, by saying, well, you know, why don't you wait? Why don't you sit with it? Come back to it. And, you know, and then encourage them to cultivate wisdom. And I really, and we really, Laura and I really want people to cultivate their own experience around it. Like you said, it, then they actually can stick with it. That's when it, it permeates them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'll answer any question up until the point where I'm like, uh oh, this is like, you already have the answer to this one and you're, you, you're, you're looking to me for like confirmation or you're looking to me for affirmation. I'm like, no, 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 no. Or you're looking to me for intuitive clarity, like spirit animals is like a great one because I feel like we all have connection to the animals in different ways. Like what a dog means to me is going to be very different than what a dog means to somebody else and and how I interacted and experienced the energy of the the particular dog and I think when we get into like plant spirit medicine animal spirit medicine it's like just like people don't like to be generalized I don't think plants and animals like to be generalized either and so it's probably more about interacting with the 
individual plant spirit that showed up for you or the individual animal spirit that showed up for you. And so if I tell you what dog means to me, that I'm just giving you like my generalization. I'm not, that, that doesn't like help anybody. But if I go, well, what does it mean to you? That's how you start to strengthen the muscle of um, interpreting your own intuitive language. Yeah. So important. Any Laura, any final questions? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to my ritual bath and I will honestly report back to you guys. Once it's done, I'm looking forward to gathering all the materials and uh, yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. My, my homework is, well, Deborah's given me homework for my bath. I've only done it once, but I have an infusion ready (laughs) for tonight. You know, it's really interesting. That's, I have like a to-do list every day and, and then I have a self-care to-do list and having a bath is always on my self-care to-do list. Mm. So I'll treat myself to one tonight. Good. Enjoy. And thank you so much for having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And it was great talking to you. And Deborah, can you let the listeners know where they can find you? So you can find me on Instagram at mama medicine or my website, mamamedicine.com. Yes. And definitely I recommend everyone check out space by mama medicine because it's a really great offering and um, you'll see me on all the live calls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. And and I see people I know. And also now I know more people on space. I'm like, Oh, hi, Alyssa. But then I like, Oh, hi, Georgia. Cause I know her from Shambhala. So it's, Actually, when I used to go to your, the ones in person, I would always run into someone I knew too. Yeah. I feel like that's like also just being in the wellness world in New York for forever. (laughs) Like you just start to, you start to see so many people, they come back around again. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. And um, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like this podcast and this episode, please share it with others. And you can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. And If you'd like to explore the world of feng shui on an even deeper level, check out our certification. It starts May 1st. You could visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com and see more information. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.